there and welcome to Proverbs 31 Wannabe, where we discuss biblical womanhood in our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mom of two, I'm always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. All right, today is going to be um, one of those hot button, flaming hot topic issues that I wanted to discuss with you because this is something that I really have struggled with and still struggle with today. And this is the hot button topic of tithing and offerings. And there's a lot, a lot of preconceived notions as to what tithing is and what it isn't and what it should be. But what does the Bible actually have to say about tithing? And how can that help you change the way you think about tithing and help me change the way that I think about tithing and offerings. Um, This might get a little heavy and a little controversial, so I hope you guys um, just come along for the ride with me and enjoy. I don't know about y'all, but uh, money is something that makes people uncomfortable Money, talking about money, thinking about money, especially in today's economy, it just makes people want to cringe a little bit on the inside, and people don't like talking about money and offerings and things of that nature and um, donating money. People don't like to discuss this, but it's something that I feel like we need to be talking about because for the longest time, and this is something I still struggle with, whenever I hear the word tithing, I think, oh, 10% and 10% of my monthly take-home pay, that's a lot of money. Um, to give you some background, you know, my husband is the only provider for my family at the moment. I don't make any money off of this podcast or anything that I do, and um, 10% of a deputy salary, that's a lot of money, and, you know, everything's really expensive right now, and um, so this is something that we really, really struggle with, but we really struggle with something that we don't fully even understand, I think, We've heard the concept of tithing and 10% of your monthly take-home pay, but have we ever really taken the time to look into the Bible to see the point of tithing, what it's supposed to do? And to be honest, that would be a no. We've just been told what it is by growing up in the church and what the church and other people, other human flawed people have for expectations of tithing without taking the chance to see what God actually has to say about the matter. And um, there's some really interesting things to dive into. And as you'll see, there was an intention for tithing, but then it got taken and twisted. And then we're going to see how Jesus shows us, and um, Paul shows us too, what tithing should look like instead of what it did turn into.
So I'm not sure yet if this is going to be a one part or two part episode. Let's see how far we get in today. But the first thing I want to do is where did this whole tithing thing come from? And it goes all the way back to the Old Testament and in the book of Leviticus. And what's really interesting is this was not just something that's that Moses said, hey, God said, you know, it might be okay if you tithe, uh, but this was actually a commandment given to the people of Israel to do for the temple to support the Levites. Now, some of you might be a little bit confused. So I want us to look at a couple of passages of scripture in the Old Testament. Now, don't cringe because I know you're going to because we're about to look at the the law and, and Leviticus. But you have to have an understanding of this law to have a better idea of where the mindset of some of the people that Jesus talked to and and had intense conversations with about things like tithing. So let's take a look. If you will, please grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Leviticus to start. And it's uh, chapter 27. And go, if you're on your phone, scroll down. Um, But verses 30 to 33. And these verses say... One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. If you want to buy back the Lord's tenth of the grain or fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. Count off every tenth animal from your herd and flocks and set them apart for the Lord as holy. You may not pick and choose between good and bad animals, and you may not substitute one for another. But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy and not be bought back. You see, what's really interesting is that part of the tithe for the ancient Israelite people, it wasn't just physical money, but it was also land and animals. So their hard work from the fields as well as the animals. And we also see this in... um, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 6 and 7, which tell us, There you are to bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes, the offering of your hand, your vow and freewill offering, and the firstborn of your herd of the flock. There you and your households will eat before Adonai your God and rejoice in every undertaking of your hands as Adonai has blessed you. You see, all of these these uh these tithes these offerings were supposed to go towards God go to him in the temple and be there as a sacrifice to God and to remind the people how God has truly blessed them and where does this idea of a tenth of everything a tenth of everything because this goes even further back the idea of a tenth of everything not just money but everything And this goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. Um, 
Genesis chapter 14 is where we first see this. Uh, So flip with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 14. When we are, uh, just some context, it's when Abraham is rescuing Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, And verse 14 says, When Abraham heard that his kinsmen had been taken captive, he rallied his trained men, those born in his household, 300 Oh, and 18 of them and went and pursued as far as Dan. All right, so he is on the pursuit. He is going to bring back Lot. Now drop down to verse 20. That was just to give you some context. And behold, he was saved. Lot was saved. And um, Abraham returned after defeating the kings and the king of Sodom. And he went out and he met up with Melchizedek, who we believe is um, God in person in the Old Testament. And he brought bread and wine. He was the ultimate priest. And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham, or Abram at this point, by El Elyon, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be El Elyon, who gave over your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Of everything, he gave him a tenth. Another example of this um, question of why one-tenth of everything, why why so much, um, you can see this in Genesis. Again, the book of Genesis. We'll see this un- exhibited again. Chapter 28, verse 22. And this verse um, comes from uh, when Jacob uh, saw the ladder and he was in the dream and in the stairway to heaven, just to give some context. And verse 22 says this. So the stone which I set up as a memorial stone will become God's house. And of everything you provide me, I will definitely give a tenth of it to you. So here's the precedent that's been established by the fathers of the faith, by Abraham, by Jacob. 10% of everything that we have to be given to God. But where does some of this 10% of the stuff goes to? Well, the tithes were used to support the Levites. And if you remember um, your Bible history, the tribe of Levi was not given um, any land when they were given the blessing, but instead God instructed them to be the priests of the people. And because of that, they had no land, they had no money. Everything that the Levites had, the, the tribe had, had to be from given to them from the other members of Israel of the other tribes of Israel. And so some of the tithes, some of the offerings given to the temple were used to support the Levites. Now, then there was a problem. At one point, remember, and Bible history, what happened? The people turned their hearts away from God. The people stopped going to the temple. The people were worshiping false idols. 
So they stopped giving tithes to the Lord. They stopped giving their burnt offerings because they had hardened their hearts. And because of that, they were led off into exile. And so the Israelites had stopped giving honor, giving worship to God. And and that's really what the tithings were supposed to be about. Um, it, it was supposed to be about being grateful for all the things that God has given us and giving some back to him so that it could be used for his glory. And as time went on and as the Israelites were able to come out of exile and back to the temple, we can see how uh, in the New Testament, especially during like the time of Jesus, and this is why Jesus was so quick to call out the rich because their hearts weren't in the right place. And tithing became something that was looked at as extremely hypocritical because of the hearts of the people who were giving more. They were not full of joy. They were doing it to show their wealth, their power, not God's. And I have a couple of examples. And honestly, doesn't that just sound like a lot of people um, in church today? Like, oh, something that always makes me feel so uncomfortable is how church bulletins will post how much money they receive each week. I know it's meant to show like if we're on track for our church budget and there's nothing wrong with having a church budget. I'm not saying that. But when someone who is like me, who is on a restricted income, who is lower income level, and you see how much money a church can get in a week and how people give to the church more in a week than what your husband makes in a year, it can really become disheartening. Um, and, and people can be really hypocritical with it. And we see this throughout the Gospels. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I do struggle with tithing because of how hypocritical people are. Um, Matthew chapter 23 if you will turn there. And this is a really hard passage of scripture to even read because this is Jesus, Yeshua, calling out the religious leaders of the day, calling out the Pharisees and giving them seven woes because they are being extremely prideful, arrogant, and hypocritical. And one of these verses is verse 23, and it says, Woe to you, Torah scholars and Pharisees, hypocrites! You tithe mint and dill and cumin, yet you have neglected the weightier matters of Torah, justice and mercy and faithfulness. It is necessary to do these things without neglecting the others. And I want to keep going on to the next two verses because it's all connected. Oh, blind guides straining out a gnat while swallowing a camel. 
Woe to you, Torah scholars and Pharisees, hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and uncontrollable desire. You see, there's not, it's not just this passage of scripture, um, but Jesus is calling people out because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the church in America, use tithing as an excuse not to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world that is so broken and needing of human interaction. You can't, just like Jesus says, you can't just throw out tithes and money and hope that all the issues and real problems like hunger um, and and um, just lack of education and things like that can be fixed with just a tithe. Unless we're having mercy and justice and faithfulness by being in the hands and feet of Jesus, by doing things, by going out and living out our faith, we have a problem. Because that's not biblically accurate how we are supposed to be living as Jesus so eloquently pointed out in that passage of scripture. Another verse that I want us to look at is uh, verse uh, in in Luke um, chapter 11 verses 37 through 42. And it's uh, Jesus talking to a Pharisee while at dinner. And it says, as he spoke, a Pharisee asked Jesus, Yeshua, to eat with him. So he entered and sat down. But the Pharisee was surprised when he saw that Jesus did not do the ritual hand washing before the meal. But the Lord said to him, you Pharisees clean the outside of your cup and plate, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't he who created the outside also create the inside? But give as a sadakah those things that are within, and indeed everything is pure to you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint, rue, and every garden herb, yet bypass justice and the love of God. It is necessary to do these things without neglecting others. Jesus really wants to emphasize that we can give and, and give a lot of money, but if we're not... Going and meeting with the people and helping out others and being the hands and feet of Jesus and serving those ourselves with our physical body and doing things, then what's the point? You're neglecting others by just trying to throw money at it. And and that's where I feel really called to be a person who's able to serve in my community. Uh Another thing that we see when it comes to tithing and and the attitudes that people have about it, have and had, it's still a problem today, is that people were extremely self-righteous. And I want us to turn to Luke chapter 18 for an example of this self-righteous attitude that many people had and still have because of of not understanding the true meaning behind tithing. So Luke chapter 18, 
And I want us to start at verses 9. All right. It says this. Then Yeshua spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous while holding others in contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself, O oh God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieving, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and tithe on all that I get. But the tax collector, standing some distance away, wouldn't even lift his eyes toward heaven, but beat his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went down to his home, declared righteous, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I think this is just a really beautiful story that Jesus uses to show us what we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be quick to go on social media to brag about what we give and what we do. We shouldn't be quick to look at other people and condemn them for what they might have done or might not have done. That's not our job as believers. And especially in a culture that is a cancel culture, in a culture where everyone wants to look their best and film themselves doing charitable things for likes and shares, we need to be the opposite of that culture. This reminds me of another passage of scripture that is extremely powerful, and that is uh, Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 1, and it tells us this, Watch out! Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. And... This is where my quarreling with tithing and my struggle with tithing has been. I see so many people, and I don't even think half the time they realize that they're doing it. They're just flaunting all the things that they do, flaunting all the money that they give. And it makes people who don't have as much, um, it can make them feel inadequate. It can make them feel like what they give isn't enough. And another thing that I've noticed is sometimes we don't want to give because 
we don't know how we're gonna make it through a month if we give that much and that's a self-reflection of of my own heart of my own hypocritical heart of my own lack of trust in the lord and this is something that i still need to work on but there is hope and there is joy to be found in tithing when you do it the way that God wants us to, without a show, without a flashy display, without you going, look at me, look at me, look at all the great things I did, because that's not what tithing it's about. Remember, we tithe to give honor and glory to God. And we're going to continue this discussion next week um, because we're running out of time, but Tithing is so much more than just giving one-tenth. It is supposed to be about giving glory to the Lord. And before we finish, before we wrap up, I just want to pray with you guys before we end. Um, just to, to open our hearts and open our minds to change the way that we have viewed tithing because of what we assumed and because of what we've seen others doing. So... Um, Just bow your heads with me and let's pray really quick. Dear God, thank you so much for putting this on my heart, Lord. Um, I know I'm not the only one that struggled with this idea of tithing because I've seen how abused and misused and misunderstood the concept of tithing is. Uh, Lord, as we finish up this podcast, I pray that we can start to reflect on Uh, What tithing should be, not what we've assumed it is. Lord, I pray that at the end of the day, no matter what we are able to give, it doesn't matter that number. That number is irrelevant. It's the fact that we are able to give our all to you and give you the glory. And that we do it with a humble heart. Lord, I thank you for this time together and I pray that Those who are listening are able to glean some knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And I pray that as they go throughout their week, that they're able to reflect on what they've perceived as tithing to be and maybe reflect on what tithing should be for them. Thank you, Lord, for putting this on my heart this week. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you enjoyed the program. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the social medias. And check out our website at www.proverbs31wannabe.com. We would love to hear from you, especially in the comments. Um, be sure to come back next time as we finish up our discussing Uh, our discussion of tithing and what it means to have a true heart of giving these offerings to the Lord. Until then, this is Alexis Heaslip, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.